The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Drum Corps International. This podcast is sponsored by Marching Show Concepts, found at msconcepts.com. As I've gotten older, I've you know, come to realize, like, um, if I don't make time to spend with my family and friends, then that time is just gone. And, you know, then you live in a time of regret where you're like, well, I spent all this time and now I've you know, got nothing to show for it except, you know, all this drill, which don't get me wrong, I love marching band, but there is more to life. That's Randall Standridge, and on this podcast, we talk about taking care of yourself in the middle of very busy times. We're all passionate about our involvement in the marching arts, but sometimes we need to be reminded that we have to work to maintain a balance in our lives. You never want to put yourself in a situation where you're repeatedly under high stress all the time. Uh, that's not good for you physically, it's not good for you mentally, and it's ultimately not good for your client and their kids, which is who we're serving. We give you concrete ideas that you can use right now to make sure your life is one really worth living. Finding a balance helps you do better work and ultimately brings success to your students and your program. Maintaining a work-life balance on the Marching Roundtable. This podcast is sponsored by Marching Show Concepts and Center X Productions, found at msconcepts.com. With over 30 years in the business, MSC and Center X have become a leader in the industry, with over 650 original and arranged shows, including all grade levels and budgets in mind. Marching Show Concepts and Center X's creative team have hundreds of years of collective experience and are there to help you succeed. Give them a call today at 800 800- Three five six four three eight one, or visit them at www.msconcepts.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Marching Roundtable. This is Tim Hinton. Really happy to be talking to Randall Standridge today. Randall, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. And how about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for talking with me today. So there is this really cool page on Facebook, Drill and Visual Design HQ, which actually has a really active group of people, mostly drill writers, clearly who. Um, you know, help each other out with, with questions or make suggestions or share information. I just think it's a really great page. And you posted something on there today that we're going to talk about. And I thought was really, really interesting sort of advice for keeping a balance in your life. And I thought it was really, really valuable. So before we begin, why don't you sort of tell me, where are you in the world? You said you're in Arkansas? Uh, yes, I'm based in Jonesboro, Arkansas. It's um, kind of, if you ever see a picture of Arkansas, it's kind of in the northeast corner, uh, not far from what is called the Missouri Boot Hill, um, and also pretty close to Memphis and the Mississippi River. Okay, very good. So tell me what kind of work you do in the world of music and marching. Uh, well, I'm kind of a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades. Um, mostly, I'm known for being a composer, a concert band composer, marching band composer, orchestra, kind of, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, what a lot of people don't know is that I actually got my start uh, in the business as a marching band designer way back in the late 90s. And that was kind of how I honed my craft of writing, and it eventually translated into concert band. And then it's it's been kind of back and forth between those two careers. So I do um, composition. I do a lot of arranging. Um, I also do drill design. And believe it or not, I also used to do color guard choreography. 
Um, I was on the color guard in college, so I've you know kind of got a. You know, I, I like to say that I'm kind of like the gentleman from you know Liam Neeson and Taken. You know, I've got a specific set of skills, and I can use them you know in lots of ways. <laughs> oh, and on top of, and on top of everything else, I'm a percussionist. Oh so. wow! Okay, that's interesting. You threw that in. Um, what's interesting to me, see, is is there was a there, the day came. In my life, Randall, when I realized that being a music arranger and a drill designer was, made me really unusual, like for some reason I didn't realize that not a lot of people do both. So you and I are both in that camp where you can, you did music arrangements, you write concert band music, and you're writing drills. So are you aware that that's a, you're a little bit of a unicorn? Well, a little bit. Um, a lot of times when I introduce myself to people um, at social gatherings or whatever, you know, aside from music conventions, um, I explain to them what I do, and I have to almost re-explain, no, really, that's what I do. And, you know, it's not just a hobby, um, <laughs> because the general reaction is, you know, they tend to look um, tend to look at my spouse and be like, oh, you know, you're supporting him. I'm like, no, it's kind of the other way around, but, you know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, it, 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 I've been become more and more aware that this is kind of unusual, but at the same time, you know, I'm so buried in it every day that it is to me, it's just kind of the day. I mean, I don't really right. stop to really think about it, but occasionally that unusualness of it will creep in. Well, and I think it makes you a better drill designer if you are an arranger. And I think it makes you a better arranger if you understand drill design. So I feel like it's an advantage and I'm sure you probably feel that way too. I definitely do, um, you know, because when, like you say, when I'm writing drill, I'm keenly focused on the musical phrasing and, you know, everything leading to an impact, not to mention how visual orchestration relates to musical orchestration. Yeah. Um, and when I'm arranging, you know, I, it's funny because one of the biggest compliments I get from the uh, drill designers whose bands I write for, you know, I write the music for, mm -hmm. is that I understand, like, you set up this effect and you need then you need a transition, like you need some type of thing that will relax and allow us to restage because I'm sure you've probably run into this too where you get an arrangement that's good except it's just like effect, effect, effect with no transitions and you kind of have to figure out how to get everything where it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. So well, that great. It makes you really valuable, Randall. It's very, very interesting to meet you. And if somebody wanted to, to reach you, do you have a website? Oh, yes. Um, very easy to remember. It's just www.randallstandards.com. And of course, I mean, I'm all over social media. So cool. pretty easy to reach. Okay, great. Well, you posted today, the first line of your post was, as we begin the summer design season, this was on the drill page, a few thoughts for us all to keep in mind. And then you have these, and listen, everybody that's listening, this is going to be helpful to you. So keep listening. Uh, it was like a, a list of things to remember to take care of yourself and keep your sort of work-life balance going. I thought this was a great list, and so that's why I wanted to talk about it. So um, I, I sort of maybe talk down these points and remind everybody of these things. And what was the first one that you had? Uh, the first one was just, it just simply says, take good care of yourself and your family throughout the season. Um that basically to me is just meaning make, making time for everybody. Really, one thing that you're going to see if you really look down this list, it all relates to what if I, if I had to define my number one life philosophy, it's that time is the most valuable resource in the world hmm. um, because it's the one thing that's truly irreplaceable. You know, I mean, you know, if you run out of money, you can go out and make more money. If you, you know, if you run out of food, you can you know, go get more food. But time is is truly unique because it's the one thing we can never get back. And so, um, you know, as I've gotten older, I'm uh, 41 now. Uh, as I've gotten older, I've you know come to realize like um, 
if I don't make time to spend with my family and friends, then that time is just gone. And, you know, then you live in a time of regret where you're like, well, I spent all this time and now I've you know, got nothing to show for it except, you know, all this drill, which don't get me wrong. I love marching band, but there is more to life. Right. And um, <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it, you know, that, that number one thing is about, you know, generally my thought is if it's important, you'll make time for it. Well, I think that's a great place to start because I think people, I think sometimes drill designers think, okay, I'm going to crawl into a hole for three months, um, stop my life, you know, uh, whatever. And I think that it's really dangerous because, you know, guard people get into that in winter guard or percussion people or, you know, when you're writing arrangements, like whatever you're doing in the activity, it's very easy to get lost in it. And nobody's going to tell you, don't spend more time on my kids group. You know, I oh, had to yeah, learn exactly. that the hard yeah, way. That you, will, you will never hear that from a from a client. I mean, not, not that there's anything wrong with them wanting your know, attention, but that's one of the things where you have to be in charge of that yourself because nobody else is going to safeguard that for you. Right. I remember when I was a band director, I, I realized one day nobody was ever going to tell me, don't come to school and spend more time working. I had to decide to take that time. I love the second point about pets. You want to read that one? Oh, yeah. It just says, um, spend time with your pets. They have brief lives as it is. And again, you're going back to this theme of time and managing it with this. Um, I've got, I I guess you could say I'm blessed with five pets. Um, I have two dogs on purpose and three cats on accident. Um, That's a long story by itself involving a crazy cat lady up the street. True story. Um, But anyway, the point is I have five pets now. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things like... um, you, you can just see them kind of waiting, you know, by you kind of like, Hey, when's it my turn? When's it my time? Right. And, um, you know, because pets, you know, don't live as long as we do, you know, their you know, lifespan is so much shorter. I think they always serve as a good reminder to make the most of the time that we have. And so, you know, it's kind of like, going, cause I mean, I treat my pets like family. Uh, and yeah, so you know, going back, kind of, yeah, kind of like to the first point, you know, if, if you don't make time for them, it, uh, it just won't happen. So, I mean, like what I do is um, I make every day, um, I've got kind of a pretty well thought out schedule every day that I stick to mostly with just a few variations. Uh, I usually start working about seven o'clock AM, you know, writing on whatever it is. Like right now I'm in my um, uh, music arranging and composing mode and I'll be shifting over to visual design here in just a few weeks. Cause I'm just about done with all of my arranging. Um, and so I'll write from about seven to 11. Um, so a good four hour block. And then I go to the gym, uh, for, you know, about an hour, hour and a half on the day, depending on what I'm doing. And then the first thing I do when I get back from that, I mean, it's just ritual is I take my dogs for a walk. And when I get back, I play with the cats for about 10 to 15 minutes. And even though that's not a lot of time, it's better than nothing. And of course, I mean, I spend time with them, uh, you know, in the evenings when I'm done. Right. Well, I think it's awesome that you mentioned pets because, you know, my pets are my kids. And and the next thing on the list is take breaks. And I use my dogs to take breaks with. Um, As you mentioned, going for a walk. And I got to tell you, if I'm ever stuck on something, if I'm trying to write drill or a music problem, whatever, taking a walk is the best way to clear my head and come up with a solution. That or taking a shower. (laughs) Those are my two. (laughs) Something that gets you away from it, you know. Yeah, you turn your brain off a little bit, and I'm walking the dog, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well, that's the idea I needed for putting those two songs together, and I've got it figured out. So I love that you mentioned taking breaks. You also say, and still indulge your hobbies. I love that you mentioned that um, because I think you you have to have have things you do that you're interested in outside of just music or drill or band. Well, I think if you're going to be a well-rounded person, you have to be. I mean, because there is, um, you know, 
I, there's an element of obsession, I think, in the marching arts, which I, I mean, is not bad. I mean, we're you know we're all very passionate about music. We wouldn't be doing this if we weren't. But there is that fine line where if this is all you do, then I think you're going to get clouded in your perspective about your priorities, and also just in your creativity in general. Um, I mean, because I've got a lot of a lot of hobbies, and I enjoy you know spending time with you know on all of them besides just the marching arts you know the, the marching arts stuff is my job and i enjoy it i mean i still go to marching contests in the fall you know i still go to um dci and boa championships whenever i can but you know aside from that that's just one element of my personality i also really i'm a big reader i'll read you know between 40 50 books a year hmm. um and uh, i'm I play a lot of video games, you know, I, um, as I mentioned before, I work out a lot and I love to travel. So, you know, and all of these things re- demand time that is not spent in front of a computer. <laughs> and so, right. uh, well, mine is the video games, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, so I think it's really important to try, you know, try, try to, you know, explore your life and see what your other interests are. Cause, you know, going back to, again, to the whole thing about time, we only get one go around. And as much as I love music and the marching arts, there's other things I love too. Yeah. I love that you mentioned the reading because I, I got so busy. I'm, I'm really trying to do too much. And so I'm trying to cut back a little bit. So podcast listeners have um, patience with me. If there's a week that there's not a podcast or two, I'm trying to sort of take time for me. And you mentioned the reading. There was a year or t- a year or two where I really stopped doing much reading because I was just so busy. And I found that I really, really regretted that. Like my life balance just got out of whack. And when I stopped and gave myself that time for me to turn my brain off and enjoy going somewhere in a book, um, that made all the difference for me. Yeah. I'll tell you with the whole, with the whole reading thing with me, um, you know, being as busy as I am and having to make the most of the time that I have, one resource I've found is I've gotten really addicted to audiobooks. Um, just because, you know, like if I'm driving to a gig or to the gym or wherever, um, or working out, you know, I can kind of be indulging two hobbies at once. And, um, that's, that's been good for me because I still don't get as much time to read as I would like, but, you know, I've found ways to substitute and, you know, make the best of the time that I have. Yeah, of course. And the wonderful thing about being in a book, however you're in it, is that, you know, like I said, it takes you somewhere else. You can experience somebody else's life, um, get out of your own world a little bit. I think it's awesome. Um, and you sort of recapping this again, the next one I'm going to read it, be fiercely protective of your personal time when it's work time, work when it's not, don't, I think it's hard to turn off sometimes well and actually what i meant by that point is and it kind of goes there's another point on this where it says beware of time vampires Mm. um and that is it's kind of goes back to what you said about how you're never going to run into somebody that tells you hey don't work so hard you know or don't don't you know make my group a priority um you know you have to be very cautious about people who are willing to take up all of your time and also to take up all of your time unnecessarily um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen the meme, um, where it shows like the guy with his head down in a meeting and it says, this could have been an email and it's like an hour thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really protective of my personal time. I mean, like for instance, you know, um, I've gotten to where I absolutely will not take, uh, business phone calls on the weekend because that's my time and that's my family's time. And, uh, you know, that, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's caused a little bit of friction between me and some clients, but I mean, I, I be, I try to be very professional that I'm just like, look, look, here's the time that I've got, you know, here's the days and times where I can talk. Let's make it during one of those, you know, but on yeah. Saturday when I'm going to be at the park with my family, I'm not talking to anybody then, 
you know? No, <laughs> I so, think that that's great though. I mean, that's yeah. you, you have to draw lines in the sand really to take care of yourself, which is what this conversation is yeah. about. Yeah. And you don't have to be unpleasant about it. I mean, I, I pride myself on being extremely professional with my clients. And, um, you know, when I do need to set a boundary, I do it in the most dispersonal, you know, this is just the way things are type of way. But at the same time, I try to, you know, make sure that they understand, well, here's the solution. We can't talk this day, but here's the time I've got what day works for you, you know, that type of thing. Right. Uh, so, you know, I think some, you know, I'm not, I'm certainly not encouraging, <laughs> encouraging designers to be unpleasant to their uh, clients because that should never happen. But, you know, you do have to be the guardian of your own interests. And, uh, you know, I, I do encourage people to be very proactive about that. Yeah, I remember the day came when I was a band director where I realized I didn't want to take school calls at home in the evenings. And I just sort of drew that line in the sand, and it made such a difference in my life. And, of course, the boosters were, or the parents or whoever, were frustrated by that at first. But they figured out, okay, this is when he's available. And I talked to color guard people all the time who were like, oh, I had some, one of my guard members called me at 10 o'clock last night. And I'm thinking, whoa, you know, like that's, you've got to set some boundaries, Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and I mean, you have to set boundaries for other people and for yourself. Because, um, it, you know, given, I mean, I'm very passionate about marching band. You know, I've been, I've been in band ever since I was in sixth grade. Um, but um, you have to draw those personal boundaries where you make yourself turn off. Um, and that was a big adjustment for me, like, once I really adopted this whole new philosophy about guarding my personal time, because I am a workaholic. Like, it is, I, I don't mind working long hours and doing all that. But, again, it comes back to that, you know, what am I leaving out and what am I missing out on if I don't ever take that break? Right. And then your your um, relationships begin to suffer. Your health can begin to suffer, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Well, you mentioned the, the term time vampires. I think that's a really interesting term. I don't know if that's like a common thing I just haven't heard of before. Do you – but um, do you want to give – like be a little more specific about what that means? Well, my definition of a time vampire is just somebody who will put un – relenting pressure on you to um, use up all of your time on them. Um, for instance, um, and you know, I'm just going to speak very generally, hypothetically, obviously, but for instance, if you have a client that needs to meet with or you know, have a conference call with you on the phone or they want to have a conference call with you on the phone for two hours per night for two weeks in a row, you know, I just think that's excessive. Um, yeah. And that's okay. a real-life scenario. Um, and so... Um, you know, I mean, two hours is a long time, and again, you know, again, across weeks. So that would be an extreme example. But it's just anybody who, you know, and also people who just want to waste your time. Um, yeah, because you know, they're often talking, because they're not organized. Well, exactly, and what you just said is the point is it's it's a matter of organization. Um, so you know, I, so for me, a time like a time vampire is just somebody who is not organized. They are going to. Waste all of your time, or better yet, like, you know, for instance, I'm in my arranging um, time right now. Um, I hasn't happened this season yet, but I have had a season before where somebody, you know, gives me their storyboard and I'll write, you know, two thirds of their show. And then suddenly, oh, well, we've had a new idea and we're totally changing shows. And I mean, you know, that was just time that was just wasted. Wow. And, okay. Well, I hope uh, so there's a contingency I, but, but plan will, for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say, though, you know, that's also where you learn. It's like, well, this is a client that, you know, is probably going to be a one and done year kind of thing. 
So, well, right. You're not going to keep using those clients. And I, I actually have something in my contract about if they change the show at a certain point. Um, it's very interesting you say that because I was just talking to a fellow designer the other day that was saying this one school is taking 80% of my time with emails. And I thought, okay, so that's a school where you have to stop and help them address their process because yes. they are. And, yeah. and you, you just raised a great point in that, I mean, sometimes it's not, I mean, I, I, there are very few um, educators that I have met in my career that I would say are actively malicious. I mean, like what you just said is exactly right. They just don't know how to better do this process and how to better organize themselves. And, um, I mean, I've got several clients that I've, you know, assisted in, in, you know, creating a better program for us to communicate and for us to create a better product. Um, and that's where you just have to have some patience, um, and experience, you know, so, um, Yeah, it's it's usually a lack of organization, and so if you can help them with that, it always benefits everybody in the long run. Right, and like you said, at some point, if they will not adjust their process and become a better client, then they aren't a client anymore. You know, like it's just not working. Well, yeah, and it doesn't make them bad people. I mean, it's just you know, it's kind of like I said, going uh, with that saying things dispassionately. It's basically like, here's what I'm willing to do, here's what you're doing, and if we can't come together, then we probably don't need to work together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's it, again, it's not really a reflection of either you. It's just the reality. Yeah, sometimes you're just not a match. You know, that's yeah, just exactly. the way that works. The next one on your list was pace yourself and don't procrastinate. Both of those, I think, are really important. Oh yeah, um, there's a. I don't know. There seems to be this um, mystique and kind of culture in the marching arts where it's you know the the image of the drill designer is a person up late at night, you know, probably with five cans of Red Bull, um, just <laughs> knocking it out because, you know, because of whatever. And I'm involved in a lot of the creative arts, you know, like I said, composition, drill design, all this stuff like that. And I have rarely done my best work when I procrastinate. Um, usually I will say, you know, sometimes when you have to procrastinate or things are last minute, you may get the feeling that it was pretty good, but that's really what you're feeling is just relief. Um, and it's honestly probably not your best work. Um, you're just so happy to have anything at that point that you get that kind of euphoric feeling of, oh, yeah, yay, I pulled this out. Um, but I think pacing yourself is really important, and it has long-term benefits. You know, like I was mentioning earlier, I, um, I'm i on a pretty set schedule. I basically write uh, from 7 to 11, I uh, take a two-hour break, and then I'll write from 1 o'clock to, you know, around, depending on the project, between 5 and 6. I'm usually closer to 5, and then I'm done for the day. And uh, so, you know, since I'm not procrastinating, I have more of a regular work schedule, which allows me to do all the things that I was talking about, you know, spend time with family, spend time with friends, interests, things like that. So it has a lot of benefit, and plus I don't get worn out, um, which is easy to do. And, um, of course, I mean, I'm sure hopefully all the listeners are familiar with the health uh, detriment of, of high stress. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you never want to put yourself in a situation where you're repeatedly under high stress all the time. Uh, that's not good for you physically. It's not good for you mentally. And it's ultimately not good for your client and their kids, which is who we're serving. 
Well, right. And my number one stress buster in my life is exercise, going to the gym. That's the next thing on the list, get some exercise. I I know you're a gym guy too, so that's something you do. If I don't go to the gym, I don't, I have to work, I have to work all that stuff out. You know, moving, (laughs) moving those weights takes that stress out of my life and helps me be balanced. And I just feel better. I sleep better, et cetera, et cetera. So I love that you have get some exercise on the list, whatever that might look like. and I'm not even necessarily talking about going to the gym because, I mean, some people don't like going to the gym. They don't like sure. you know, that whole environment. But, you know, I mean, the designing process is so sedentary. You know, you're basically just stuck at a desk and, um, you know, in a reclined or, you know, seated position for so long. Uh, I mean, it's not good for your body. It's not good for your circulation. It's not good for anything. And so, I mean, you know, like I say, you know, get up, walk, go out, move, you know, go, you know, rake your yard, do something, but just, you know, make sure you're getting up and moving around. Uh, And for y'all, you younger uh, designers out there listening, I'm telling you, once you get older, it really sucks. You need to get up and move around. (laughs) uh, You will feel it later if you don't. No, you're absolutely right. And I agree with you completely. Find whatever it is you like to do. I have friends that play tennis, I have friends that play golf. I have friends that just go for walks. I like there's whatever it is, just get up and move. Um, whatever yeah. that, you know, if you're a, if you're a Zumba guy, go do Zumba, you know, like I don't yeah. care whatever it is. Yeah, um, I would also emphasize stretching because, you know, especially with, um, being seated for so long, um, I mean, not to sound like too much of a, you know, quote unquote gym guy, but you know, your hamstrings and all your tendons and your legs can get really, really contracted. So that you really need to stretch. Like that's a big thing. Yeah. I'm, I love that. I'm loving everything you're saying. Um, the next one on the list is eat well. And I got to tell you when I, if I let that go, I, I feel it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're, you're running on, you know, I basically like to compare it to, you know, the gas station. It's like, do you want to run on the cheap crap or do you want to run on the really good stuff? I mean, cause you're going to run on either one, but you know, it will affect how your performance is. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, I mean, I'm not talking about going to Whole Foods or anything like that, but just, you know, just make sure that every meal is not pizza and beer or whiskey or anything like that. Um, <laughs> you know, you need to make sure that it, you're eating you know, well so that you have energy and you feel good, um, you know, so that you can do your job. Yeah, um, you know, absolutely. all of this is just, you know, going back to we want to do the best jobs for our clients and ourselves as possible and if we're not doing the background stuff to do that then it's you know there are going to be consequences down the road i mean it's really all the stuff we learned growing up you know your grandmother told you to you know you need to eat your veggies you need to get plenty of rest you need to get some exercise like these are basic life things that we know but what I, the reason i wanted to talk to you about these things is because it's very easy in the middle of a stressful work time like drill riders in the summer for example since we're talking about that you know just to say oh i'm just gonna let that go okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna run through mcdonald's because i'm in a hurry i'm not gonna go to the gym today whatever i'm not gonna get enough sleep it catches up with you, it, and you're not going to do as good a work, ultimately. Well, yeah, and, and you know, like like uh, you say, you know, other things start to suffer, whether it be relationships with, uh, you know, loved ones, spouses, uh, friends, whatever, um, or, you know, if it's your own health, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, you have to really watch that. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's, it's, it would be easy for somebody to pick, you know, one of these things on this list and just be like, well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make sure I do that. But it's really all interrelated. Um, You know, if you're making time for other things, then you'll have benefits everywhere else. And if you're not taking care of things, it's going to have, you know, consequences everywhere else eventually. Things just tend to ripple out. 
Right. No. And, and if this seems overwhelming to anybody that's listening, well, then do start with one thing and work your well, way yeah, up. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, but, you know, ultimately you want to – all of these things are important. There's one more thing on the list. I'm going to let you read it. Okay, well, hang on. Um, of course, my computer screen just went blank oh, because sorry. that's how you know technology is great when it works. Do you want uh, me to read actually, it for can you? Read it real quick? This thing is like messing up. Oh, I'll, I can read it for you, and I'll let you talk about it. Sure. The last one that you wrote here, I love this though. I'm glad you mentioned it when you included it on your list. Yes, we all want to work, but do not enable, enable, or indulge unprofessional behavior by your clients, and of course, plus, don't exhibit it. Oh yeah. Well, that's. Again, as I mentioned earlier, I really strive to be very professional with my dealings with other designers, you know, um, clients, everything like that. And unfortunately, there is an, and I mean, you know, if we want to talk about the elephant in the room, there is a part of marching band culture that I'm just going to be very blunt. It's very unprofessional and it's very, um, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's very, you know, just kind of in your face and antagonistic. Um, whereas like, you know, you'll, I mean, and you know, just telling the truth here. I mean, you'll see on the page on the designer page sometimes where people will kind of, I don't know if you, if brag would be the right word, but they're kind of, you know, letting everyone know, well, Oh, well I told this client off, you know? And I'm like, well, I, I'm not sure I'd be doing that. I definitely would not be sure be getting on a public forum and saying that I did that. Um, and you know, the other thing, you know, similarly, you'll have band directors who, and, and I've had this happen to me and this, and again, you know, this is where you have to, to have your own standards and not fall to somebody else's. But I've, I've had, uh, angry band directors calling for, not often, you know, but, um, angry ones call me and, you know, just start, uh, cussing, um, making things very, very personal. And what it boils down to is like, well, you know, is, what do you need? So I need this fix. It's like, well, then there's no reason to cuss about that. Right. It's like, let's just right. fix the problem. Um, you know, now again, that's very, very rare occurrence. Um, but, you know, I, unfortunately, when we have such a, a part of our marching arts design culture that enables that, and then that's kind of becomes the expected behavior, um, I just, I think that's problematic and I think it reflects poorly on us. Uh, and similarly, the same thing with designers kind of being grandstanding or being hard, you know, kind of making it a, a point of pride to be difficult to work with. I'm like, I just, I don't think that's really good. Um, I think we can do better and I think we should do better because ultimately the marching arts are a service to, um, kids. They're, you know, service to these students. And if we're setting that kind of example, you know, what kind of kids are we producing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to be a professional, you need to be, and you need to expect that, you know, out of everybody you're working with. And you, the thing is, if you rise to the occasion and you expect that of them, they will rise to it too, almost always. So they, they do, they do respond to how you're treating them and the way that you're being, you're doing your job. I remember the day that somebody told me, Oh yeah, you're the, you're the arranger that has the reputation of always delivering early, delivering the music yeah. before it's due. And like that had never occurred to me before. That's just what I did. <laughs> you know, like I just, well, I you know, just it's, it's- yeah, it's is- funny. It's funny you say that because that is. I mean, aside from you know, people seem to enjoy my music and, and enjoy the arrangements. Um, uh, my number one selling point with a lot of my clients is that I meet deadlines. Right. Uh, but now, having said that, one of the reasons I am able to meet deadlines. I mean, you know, you know, like mentioned in the list, I don't procrastinate. I make sure that I keep a very active production schedule. Um, I don't take on more work than I can realistically do. Amen. 
Um, you know, and that's another thing that I think is unfortunate. Uh, and and I understand. I mean, I, keeping in mind that I'm you know much later in my career now. You know, if, if you're a young designer, you know, I, I know the temptation is there to just take every job that is offered to you. And for a few years, uh, when I was younger, I did that, and I was absolutely miserable. I will say that I never missed a deadline, but I was definitely not living by this list. I mean, it was you know a bunch of sixteen-hour writing days and um, things for. like that. Yeah. And um, obviously, that was not good for me in the long run, as far as you know, health and, and uh, just stress level. Uh, but that's something that I definitely learned with experience was, you know, it's like things are going to be okay. I'm just going to take on the work I can do. And if I can fit it into my production schedule, great. If I can't, then I just do not need to take this job. Yeah. So when I um, when I take on new clients or new projects, like I mean, I just had somebody email me today to see if I could fit them in for drill. My very first question is, when are your deadlines? Right. And, uh, you know, so and I looked at my production calendar and I was like, well, so I'm sorry. You know, uh, there was no way I can meet that. And. That's, you know, honestly, for both myself and for them, I'm doing them a service by being honest and realistic about my ability to meet that. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that, the worst thing you can do is promise somebody something and then not deliver it because that's why certain drill writers have such terrible reputations. Well, exactly. But you know, what's funny you say that is it, it just seems like there's a, again, a, a, you know, sizable contingent that it's almost become expected from some band directors that, oh, well, I'm going to get my stuff late. You know, or I'm going to get this late. And I'm just like, no, you're not. Like, no, that's not going to happen if you're one of my clients. You know, I mean, I can't speak yeah. for everybody else. And I know there's lots of, you know, good designers and good arrangers and composers that meet deadlines. Um, but it just, it, like you say, it's always been funny to me that, that that has to be a selling point. Right. And, you know, I'm always fascinated by the director that will be sitting around waiting for drill at band camp and still rehire the guy the next year. I guess they feel like it's worth it because the product somehow has an advantage, but I got to tell you, I, for me and my dignity and my sanity, I'm not going to sit around at band camp waiting for the next page. Like that's not the way this is supposed to be done. So oh, yeah. every, you know. every year I get what I call the client on fire. And that's, you know, somebody <laughs> that is calling in a panic because you know, they, they're, they just don't have drill. Uh, I mean, again, doesn't happen often, but I'll usually get one or two a year. And um, if I can squeeze them in, you know, I will. And because, you know, there does come a point in my season where I'm pretty much caught up on my openers and, uh, you know, middle tunes, where if I need to, you know, pull a little bit of extra time, I can. Because, um, I mean, I will say I'm, I'm a little bit of a softy when it comes to emergencies, and that's that's something I've got to work on. I've got a little bit too big of a heart for that because, you know, because I, I was a teacher for 12 years, and so my mind always goes to the kids. It's like, well, the kids need something. Well, but that's you know. the thing is you're a human being and, and you want to help people out and there's nothing wrong with doing it. The point is when you do it all the time, you know, it's sort oh, of like yeah. you can have a piece of cheesecake, but you can't have one every day. Exactly. Yes. You know, so that, that, <laughs> it's the same thing. I mean, listen, I've had people call me up on the fifth day of band camp and say, I just found out I'm not getting drilled from my guy. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to help you. You know I mean? Like you, you just have to do things like that. But yeah, well, I, I think this is such a valuable list. And I, I just wanted to remind people to take care of themselves and have a work-life balance. Um, and I will tell you, my experience from many years now is that I do better work and write better music and write better drill and do better podcasts when I have my work-life balance in place. When I've been to the gym, when I've exercised, when I've eaten well, I'm not running around frantic, I'm not exhausted, then I can do everything I do better. And I actually do it faster because I'm, you know, I can just do better work. So, I mean, I, I think this is a great list. I'm, I appreciate you 
sort of talking it down with me. I, I'm really impressed with you having this perspective and taking care of yourself and your family and your pets. And I think that's all wonderful. Anything you want to say in closing before we go? Um, not really. Just, you know, the like, I, I just want to go back to my original point, which is that, you know, time is the most valuable commodity in the world. And then how you choose to spend it is going to ultimately dictate, you know, your happiness in yeah. life. So just be, be keenly aware at all times that, that the value of time and, you know, just live a good life. That's it. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you for having me. If you find our podcasts helpful, share them with friends or colleagues who you think would enjoy them. Anyone can hear our podcasts on iTunes, on our mobile app, or on our website at marchingroundtable.com. While at the website, search for other podcasts that interest you from over 700 releases available now in our podcast archives at marchingroundtable.com. And keep up with podcasts that will be coming and who we're talking to by following the Marching Roundtable on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And you can receive our bi-weekly newsletter by signing up for a free VIP membership at marchingroundtable.com. We encourage you to learn from the marching arts professionals with great videos available now at marchingartseducation.com. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast, Marching Show Concepts, found at msconcepts.com. We hope you support our podcast on our Patreon page. Find that at patreon.com slash marchingroundtable. This is your host, Tim Hinton. I hope you'll visit my website at timhenton.com to see the almost 100 marching shows available there. Thanks for listening. If you're a business that works with band directors, marching bands, color guards, or drum lines, you should consider sponsoring an episode of the Marching Roundtable. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach, and with thousands of podcast downloads each month, it's a great way to directly reach your target audience. For more information, click on the Sponsorship Opportunities link at marchingroundtable.com or email Tim at tim at marchingroundtable.com. You can grow your business and help support what we're doing here on the podcast. Thanks.